my Bible? Say, I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. Say, I choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I've got an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say, I'll never be the same. Shout it out, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God one more big applause tonight. He's worthy. Amen. want to jump right in it. We're going to launch out on a new series tonight, and we're calling it The Path. How many of you realize that uh, even, uh, you know, Keith talked about a little bit tonight, just in the offering, that there's all different paths that you can take in life. There's different paths that you can take in finances and in health and in relationships. And you, you, you can take all kinds of different paths. But the word of God, David said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And, you know, it doesn't make any difference where you are in life. You got to realize that God wants to direct you right back towards the end that he declared over you at the beginning. God's not mad at you. Isn't that awesome? I mean, you know, sometimes I think we just kind of, we, we forget that or we start living as if he's really upset. And if he, you know, may, maybe the reason you don't talk to God very often is you're afraid of what he's got to say. But, he, you know, God's not upset. He, he's not trying to take you out. If he was trying to take you out, you'd be one of the spots in the carpet. You'd just be gone. But God, God's plan for your life is good and he's going to bless you and, and he's going to increase you and he's going to strengthen you. It's crazy to not go after the life that God has planned for you. You know, the only the only logical thing to do is to trust and obey. You know, trust God. Matthew sixteen thirty one in the message. Put your entire trust in the Master, and you'll live life the way you're supposed to, and your whole house too. If, you, if we could just learn to put our entire trust in the Master, if, if we could just trust Him. You know, there's got to be a reason that we're not, you know, consistently living life God's way. There's got to be a reason. And it's either we have a trust issue or we have a rebellion issue. And we don't look rebellious. Look at your neighbor. Check them out. They look rebellious. If they do, tell them. But, you know, the, the reality is, is that, that, that to, to shift to that trust place, to, to get ourselves living in a, in, a, in a position where we're really trusting God and, and we're, we're, we're just doing it His way because we know at the end of the day, His way is the best way for my life. Amen. God's way is the best way for your life. I want you to look at Psalms chapter 16, verse 11. And he said, you will show me the path of life. You will show me the path of life. Everybody say the path of life. Let's say it together. The path of life. You know, he's going to show me the path of life. Check it out. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. At his right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. But we've got to see the path of life. And tonight, I just want to take a few moments and encourage you. Look for the path. God's trying to show you some things. He wants to show you the path of life. Well, make sure that your eyes are open. The Bible says, seek and ye shall find. You know, I, I really believe with all my heart that we find what we're looking for. You know, if we really are seeking God, you know, remember Matthew six thirty three, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. Then everything else, the Bible says that it'll be added to you. If, if we would if we would just go after the, the way, his way of doing and being right, if we would seek that with everything in us, get passionate about finding God's way. 
You know, several years ago when, when, when Shelby and I were wanting to take the kids to Disney World for the first time, and, and you know, we didn't have a lot of money, and it, it, it's, it's, you know, it, we couldn't really sit down and figure out how we could do it, you know, easily, but we started looking, and we found a way. Hello? Don't look at me like that, because you've done the same thing. If we want it, we can make it happen. I said, we, we can make it happen. Right? We will find a way. What we need to be is that passionate about finding the way. Not a way, but the way of life. He will show us the way of life. The path. The path. There's a lot of paths that we can take, but there's one we ought to be on. There's a lot of steps that we could take, but there's just a few we ought to take. Sometimes our steps, you know, are so out of line with God life, and then we act almost shocked because we're not seeing God life results. Well, the reality is, is that we're seeking so many things that they don't all go together. You know, we're seeking things in our home and in our, in our business and, and in our relationships, and they're all different. They don't really all align with each other. One of the things that God wants to do is bring your life into alignment in every realm of your life so that you're not different at home than you are in the hallway. So that when you go to work, you're not putting on a different front. You don't have to remember who you're supposed to be on the job and who you're supposed to be at the church and who you're supposed to be with the neighbor. No, he just wants to bring you into a place where your steps are in alignment with the path. Listen to this, Proverbs, or Psalms 37, 23. says, The steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord when he delights in his way, when he busies himself with every step. The steps of a good man, King James says, are ordered... Of the Lord, the steps of a good man. You, you go study the scripture and, and, and the, the, the steps of a good man. A good man it, it actually translates better of a strong warrior. The steps of a strong warrior are ordered of the Lord. That word ordered means uh, set in advance, prepared. In other words, God's carved out a way for you. A lot of times we're going through life and we can't seem to figure out what to do with where we are. God's already carved a way for you. And if we could, if we could tap into the knowledge of God and the wisdom of God and the insight of God, we would find a way through every situation. That's why Paul said, you know, that, hey, we're ready for it. We're equal to anything that comes our way. Because Christ is going to infuse us with the strength. He, you know, the Lord has been mindful of thee. He will bless you. He will position you to win and succeed, regardless of the circumstance. But you have to let Him carve out the path. I think we get a little stubborn sometimes, and we, you know, we want to do it our way. You know, this is my life, and I'm going to live it. And, and the problem is, is that we end up living our life instead of God life. We, we end up producing what our way of life can produce, and we miss out on the great things that God wants to produce in our life that would not only bless us, but everybody that came into contact with us. Look at verse 24. He said, even though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast out. 
You know, think about this. When, when you're taking steps God's way, even when you fall, the Lord's got your hand. Oh, guys, that's, that's just good stuff right there. Uh, you know, man, this God life stuff, it's not easy. But even, even, when, I, even when I fall, He's going to pick me back up. He's going he's gonna to help me do it the right way. He's going to give me what I need to accomplish His will in my life. God's plan for my life is good. God's plan for my life is perfect. It's, it's, it isn't lacking anything. If I go after God's life, I'm not going to miss out on some stuff. Isn't the devil such a liar? I mean, you know, at some point we've got we to gotta really wrap our brain around the reality that he's, he's just lying, and he's, he's, it's not even a new lie. It's the same stuff. That, that if we did it God's way, we'd miss out on something that's really going to be good for us. No, if we did it God's way, we wouldn't miss out on anything that's going to be good for us. God, God's will is good, and it's perfect, and it's the only thing we should be willing to accept. It's the acceptable will of God. Amen? Even, even though he falls. Look at verse 25. I have been young, and now I'm old. Well, I'm not that old. This is the writer. I have been young, and now I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken. Not seen their seed begging for bread. He said, you know, really, what, what's he saying? He said, I, I've been around a while, and I've seen people do it God's way. They're not lacking. They're not hurting. They're, they, they're not missing out. Verse 26, did I give you that one? All day long, they're merciful. All day long, they deal graciously. They can lend. They don't have to borrow. You know, they're not needy. They've got more than enough. Doesn't it sound like God? That He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything you could ask or think? All, all day long, all day long you've got enough that you, you don't have to live inwardly. You can live outwardly. All day long. Uh, all day long. You know, it's really uh, kind of vital. It's kind of a side point, but I, I just want to touch on it tonight. Uh, that, that, you know, that all day long is kind of important because what happens is a lot of us, we get up and we leave the house in the morning. And by the time we get home... We're out. We're out of mercy. Hello? We plumb out of grace. Kindness, that ran out at 9.30. Okay? Uh, you, you know, think about it. If you do this God's way, all day long, you'll have enough to give. And the people that matter the most usually show up at the end of your day. Hello? You know, at the end of your day, you're going to have enough to just, well, look, your offspring will be blessed. They'll be glad you're home instead of running and hiding. Oh, my God, here he comes. Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes and keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. We're asking God to show us the path of life. The path of life. In his word we find out that the path of life you know, really isn't all out there. It has a lot to do with what's going on in here. He said... My son, attend to my words, or, or, or in other words, pay attention. 
pay attention. You know, attention isn't free. You have to pay for it. You have to give up some things so that you can be attending to other things. Some of us, there's some things in our life, it wouldn't hurt us to give those things up so that we could attend to the things that really have to do with life. There are some issues that we invest a lot of our time and our effort and our energy and our resources in that we'd be better off if we'd let that go, let that be the price to go on after His words. We've got time for everything we need. But quite often, we don't have enough time, you know, to really get in the Word and find out what He says and how it's going to apply to this situation. You know, you might be a whole lot better if you just paid attention. Your marriage might be better if you just paid attention to your marriage. Financially, you might be a lot better off if you just paid attention to where you were spending your money. Y'all don't get real quiet. You know I'm preaching better than this. (laughs) We just need to pay attention. You know, in order to do that, then you have to guard your heart. If you don't guard your heart, your tension's everywhere. You know, because your heart, that's really... That's, that's where your thinking is taken off. That's your thought life and, and, and your emotional realm. But think about it. If you don't guard it, the life that flows from your heart isn't always God life. Gifting and talent, those are great. But the reality of success really lies within the fundamentals of life. Because there's a lot of people who are gifted and they're talented, but they don't really have life. They got a, a lot of attention. But there's a lot of people that don't have any gifting. It seems as if they have no talent, yet they're very stable and very secure and very strong. Why? Well, because they've paid attention to life. You know, it's the fundamentals. I, I, I want to give you five things tonight, and I don't know if I'll get through these, so I'm going to give you these five points, and you just write them down. And, uh, and if you're not taking notes, you just buy the CD. They're $49.95. And... Um, <laughs> But these five things, and uh, because I, th- I think that as we get started and start, you know, just launching off and talking about the path of life, you just got to realize that there are some things in your life that, that, that you got some road work to do, you know, so that, so that the road is fit for travel, you know, and one of the things that you need to put up, because there, there's some pretty sharp turns on the road of life, and guardrails, you know, are your friend. Guardrails are your friend. You know, my, my father, back in the day when he would drive logging trucks, you know, during the week and preach on the weekends, and they, they'd go out and they'd, they'd fall big logs and they'd put them on the corner so that when they were coming down to a hairpin turn with a load of logs in the logging truck, they could run up against that log, and, and they had it, you know, set in there so that it wouldn't move, but they could run up against that log, let go of the steering wheel, and, the, and when, the, when the wheel hit the log, it would automatically turn, and the wheel would spin. And if you're holding on the wheel, you break your thumbs off. But it was the only way to make that turn. And those were the roads we wanted him to drive alone. Because, it, you know, that's some scary stuff. Some of us, you know, we go through some scary stuff, but we haven't prepared to successfully maneuver around that scary stuff. And, and you know, so I, I just want to give you five things that will help you Set some guardrails that will keep you on the path of life so that you won't, you know, crash and burn somewhere because we love you. 
We, we care about you. Look at your neighbor and say, I love you, man. Tell him, I, I care about you. Besides that, I ride with you sometimes. I need guardrails, right? We all, here, God's locking us up to each other. Somebody, somebody have some wisdom, and let's do this thing right. The first thing that I want you to, to, want you to write down is this, and these, these, these seem, you know, it's not like the first time you've heard them, but we're going to talk about them. Number one, study your Bible. Study your Bible. Number two, focus your thoughts. But wait a minute, I just want a prayer line. You know, those prayer lines are awesome. But if you don't get involved, you just drive off and leave all that God does for you, you know, when, when you're in that prayer line. Number three, strengthen your beliefs. You've got to give those beliefs a workout. You've got to add to it. Number four, pray like a wild man or woman. You know. Number five, how about build strong relationships with strong people? Let's just start with one. Study your Bible. Study your Bible. Look at your neighbor and say, study. Second Timothy 2.15, most of us can quote this. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study. Study. Get beyond skimming through there. Get beyond just reading it. You know, you can tell if a person has studied the word by listening to their talk and looking at their walk. A lot of times... A lot of times, you know, uh, when, when we're desperate, we kind of tell on ourselves because we're in the middle of chaos and we start acting totally opposite from anything that the Word of God would say. Well, why did we do that? Did we get deceived? Did we get tricked? No, we just have never studied to find out how we're supposed to go through life. We need to study the Word of God. You know, there's just no real excuse for stupid. It's too easy to get the Word of God going in your life. Uh, you know, you got, uh, you know, uh, audiobible.com, and they can read it to you before you get out of bed. You, you've got the Internet, and you can do the word search, and you can, you can find out what it, what it is and what it means. But you've got to study the Word of God. If, if you're going to really be a successful believer, you've got to know what he said. Amos 3.3 3 says, How can two walk together except they be agreed? How are you going to walk with God if you don't know what He said? How do you agree with Him? Well, whatever He said. Yeah, but you're not living that way. And when, when God's speaking, it's not just, you know, because He just likes to talk. It's because He's given insight and revelation and direction for our life. But if we don't study the Word of God, you know, the uh, Mark 4.24 in the Amplified, it says, the, the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear determines the measure of virtue and knowledge that shall come back to you. In other, words, in other words, if you don't study the truth you hear, if you don't give thought to the truth you hear, it, it can't really produce the, the, to its potential in your life. It's really crazy because, you know, on a weekend, and I can speak to five or six hundred of us, and, and two or three people will come back with totally different fruit than, than the majority. Why? Well, because they, they gave some thought and study, you know, and they latched on to something. That they got a rhyme of word, and it changed them from the inside out. I'm here to tell you that you can get great growth in your life if you'll just study the Word. 
You can find insane provision if you just study the Word of God. Somebody say amen. amen. That word study, it literally means to break a sweat. Make an investment. Pay attention. To attend to His words is going to cost you. And, you know, I wish I could just tell you that if you'd lay your head on a pillow at night and slip your Bible underneath, you just absorb it. It doesn't work. Okay? All the people, all of the people that I, that I know that are really cruising in life, I mean demonstrating Satan's defeat on a daily basis, they're all word people. I just don't know anybody that's just, well, they're just lucky. Not for very long. Why? Well, because it rains on the just and the unjust alike. And, and a lot of people, you know, if you're in the Word of God, you know where to stand and, and you know where to be protected during the storm. And if you don't know the Word of God, you just all wet. Hello? And, you know, and we can tell that you're just all wet when you walk because it's, you know, it's, it's coming out. It's just squirting out of you. And, and so you got to study the Word of God. Number two, let's talk about it. Look at your neighbor and say, no more excuses. Get, it, get in the book. I mean, really, if you, you know, some of the lame stuff we come up with for why we're not reading the Bible. You do not have the right to complain about that which you're willing to permit. If you're going to allow the enemy to mess with you on a daily basis, then stop whining. You know, it, it's, it, it's the sword of the Spirit. You learn to use it because you're in a war. Your enemy, he don't want to hurt you. He wants to kill you. Yeah, he, he wants to take you out. And, you know, you, well, I better just go to two. Focus. Everybody say focus. Colossians 3, verse 1 and 2. If then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, thus sharing his resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above. If you've been raised with Christ to a new life, then you've got to aim. You've got to aim at those things which are above, where Christ is seated. Look at verse 2. Set your mind and keep them set on what is above, on the higher things, not on the things which are on the earth. You've got to focus your mind. You've got to aim at it. You, if you're in a new life, aim Set your mind and keep it set. Aim, set your mind and keep it set. Aim, set your mind and keep it set. Aim, set your mind and keep it set. Quit letting your non-believer friend talk you out of what God's promised you. Well, I've been visiting with the Mormon missionaries when they come to the house. We've, we've, we've been talking about the Bible for hours. You're crazy. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, neither can he, for they are foolishness to him. They are only discerned by the Spirit. You know, come on, get your mind out of that stuff, you know, and trying to prove something. And aim at things which are above. Aim, set your mind, and keep it set. Aim, set your mind, and keep it set. Focus. Focus, man. If you don't focus, you're wandering off the road. The last thing you want to do is find yourself traveling at a high rate of speed in a vehicle with somebody up front who's in the back seat. You know, they just, 
you know, several of you people have wrecked your car while reaching for a CD. You know, focus. You're going to kill somebody. Well, we're talking about life and, and the path of life. Well, I, I want Jesus to send angels to carry me. Focus. You know, that would, that's going to be a cool moment in your life when the angel shows up until you find out he's there to smack you. You, 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 you want to, you want to just focus. You want to set your mind and keep it set. It's so easy for some people to just wander off and, and you know, they get, get all fuzzed up and messed up in their head and offended by the stuff that doesn't matter. Why? Because they're not focused. Letting stuff that doesn't matter Rob you of your focus on what really does matter. Look at 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5. For though we walk in the flesh, we're not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not physical, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Everybody say strongholds. You, you know, just Wednesday night, he brought this out in, in the, you know, uh, Beta Satan, you know, teaching. He said, you know, what's a stronghold? Well, it's an argument, a theory, a reasoning, proud and lofty things that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. So we lead every thought captive. It's all, it's all in the way we think. You know, that stronghold, that's in your mind. You know, you've you got to set your mind and keep it set. You, you can't keep bouncing around, and, well, you know, whether you're in a good mood or not. You know, Romans 12, 2, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you're going to be transformed, it's because you allow your mind to be renewed. Some of us, our mind is open to so much that we just want to, well, I, w- I want to have an open mind. Well, if your mind's too open, you just know a lot about nothing. You know, you, you don't want to be, have this broad mind. No, you, you want to set it like a laser. You, and you want to zero in on some things that God's speaking to you about. And, and, you, and you, want, you want to press in and, and, and educate yourself and get, get focused on what God's called you to do. And get focused on the word that God's speaking and stirring up in your life. Get focused. And don't let life itself shake you to the point that you forget what you're really supposed to be all about. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at Matthew ten twenty eight. Don't be afraid of those who kill the body but can't kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of him who can destroy soul and the body. You've got to realize there are some things that can destroy your soul. Your mind is a huge part of your heart. You want to get your heart right? Then you're going to have to think right. You're not free to think whatever you want. A lot of times you get worried about stupid stuff you can't control. Well, let's just talk about what you allow. There are some things that just happen. But what do you allow to take place in your mind? What are the thoughts that you entertain? What are the, what are the issues in the stuff that you just mull over? Well, wait a minute. You're supposed to be taking control. You're supposed to be having dominion, and it's going to be hard to operate in dominion outside your house if you can't keep dominion in your bedroom, and if you can't have dominion in your bedroom until you've got dominion in your mind. You've got to stay focused. Somebody say amen. Your soul is not destroyed in a day. 
So you've been thinking wrong for quite some time. You end up all messed up and, and, and wrecked alongside the road. You've got to realize, this didn't just happen. My soul's been screwy. And I've been lazy. And I haven't stayed focused. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not in a day. Matthew 16, 25, 26. These are favorite scriptures. Whatever is bent, whoever is bent on saving his life, his comfort, and his security here, they're going to lose it, eternal life. Look at that. What's eternal life? That's Zoe life. If you're bent on saving your comfort and your security, you lose Zoe. And whoever loses his life, his comfort and security, for my sake, shall find Zoe life. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world but yet forfeits his blessed life. What, what good is it if you get distracted and you focus on the wrong life? Even at the end of the day, you're still missing God life. We can't afford the luxury of just letting ourselves forfeit God life. Jesus wouldn't even allow his friends... To bring compromise to his purpose. Matthew 16, 22. Peter took him aside and started talking to him privately. And began to reprove and to charge him sharply. You know what Jesus said to him in the next verse? Get thee behind me. You know, hey, this is a great friend. But you're not going to distract me and bring compromise to the purpose of God. It might help if you looked at some of your friends and said, you can't talk like that and be my friend. Sorry, but I don't hang out with adulterers. Well, you don't understand my situation. I don't even want to. Because it's the reasoning that makes sense to you that's got you living the life that's against God. So, talk to the hand. Well, don't you love them? From afar. Now, I'm going to pray. But I just don't need to ride in that car. Oh, you're going to go down the road and you're going to wreck, so I'll ride with you and try to talk to you. No, I ain't riding with you. Jesus didn't. Get behind me. Remember that song, Don't Let the Devil Drive or Ride? Don't Let the Devil Ride. Remember that, Tony? It was, it, we, we used that back in the day a couple of times for some skits. It's really a cool song. Don't Let the Devil Ride. Because if you let him ride, he's going to want to drive. Don't let him ride. You know, you, you think you got the wheel and you're being a great influence on him. You want to be a great influence on him, put up a guardrail. We don't, we don't go there. Sorry, we don't go there. You know, there's just some, some things, some folks, some groups. You know, we love you. And you can come to church unless you bring in that with you. Well, that's going to limit our congregational size. Thank you, Jesus. The last thing I need is 6,000 crazy people. Hello? 
No, no, come on, guys. Focus. Set your mind. Keep it set. Put up a guardrail. Some of your relationships. I, I, got, I got three more, and I'm not, I, so that's next week. But here's the deal. Set, set a guardrail. Because if you're going to ask God, show me the path of life just so that you cannot take it. Just so that you can go find somebody who disagrees with it. Because I've got to tell you something. That, that when you ask God, okay, you, you, you know, open my eyes. Enlighten the eyes of my understanding. And you start seeing stuff. When it's from God, you're not seeing stuff in your spouse. You're seeing stuff in you. And he don't need to show you stuff if you ain't going to deal with the stuff he shows you. So you gotta you gotta study the word, and you you gotta you gotta get this laser focus, because I, I I want the life that God has for me. I don't want to settle for anything else. I don't want compromise in my life. And if we're not careful, as good as you and I are, we're gonna run right off the road, and we'll tell everybody that we're four wheeling specialists. But we need to stay on the path of life. Amen? Bow your head and close your eyes. Let's pray. Father, I thank you tonight because we know that your will is to open up the trail in front of us. Father, you have called us out of darkness and translated us into the marvelous light of your dear son. Lord, tonight we're asking for an increase in that revelation. We want the path of life. We want to pursue the path of life. I pray for your people tonight that as they dive into the Word just with a new fervency, Lord, I thank you that you're going to open our eyes and show us great and marvelous things out of your law, things that we didn't know. Thank you for your Word that says when we call, you answer, and you show us hidden, fenced-in, secret things. Father, as you do that, we're going to take what you give us and we're going to use it in our life. We're not going to waste it. So, Father, thank you for your word, and thank you for the ability and the help to focus our attention on your way of doing and being right. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I just...